0: episode of bourbon beards and Belvedere's. i'm adam i'm paul i'm jerry and today we're going to drink some whiskey we're going to smoke some cigars review some beard products and we're going to tell you all about it we've got a special guest today uh none other than the bearded rhino himself mr randy how you doing today randy
1: Hey, what's up sir how are you
0: doing well doing well we're glad to have you here um, i'm
1: glad to be here man
0: well good good so um Randy was the one that made the suggestions for the uh the beer products and the whiskey of the week so he's going to be doing those reviews with us this week as well. Um so Randy uh we got to know each other uh through Jerry actually and um you had made some pretty spiffy gear for uh poor man's poor podcast and yep. um I got you to make a a barrel head and for for both this show and poor man's poor and um a couple flasks for me as well and they were yep. really really cool so um through that we've i've come to understand that you were in the military and that you uh you're you're now out of the military so basically i just want to you know kind of highlight you in this episode so um why don't you uh, um give us a little a little rundown on your military service
1: yeah man no problem so i joined the military in 1992 uh i was air force the entire time i was in I did nuclear security for about five years. I got a non-volunteer to go to Korea, and I became an base defense instructor there. I went to Pope Air Force Base after that. I got to work a lot with the Army guys and became a combat arms instructor uh, to include heavy weapons like automatic grenade launchers and things like that. I went to San Antonio, Texas after that, just to further my knowledge, and about that time is when 9-11 happened, and it was was neat to see the amount of people that actually wanted to come in, because normally they have a certain amount of numbers per year that they want folks to come in, right? But we were just getting overwhelmed, because we were teaching all the basic trainees, all the special operators uh the whole base so we teach all of them weapons there and yeah. after a while I just got real old because we we're just beat down all the time so i went into bioenvironmental engineering which is basically like one of the seaburn and uh occupational health teams whenever i, I left san antonio uh went to keesler air force base in mississippi for four years Went to Guam for three years, which is fantastic. And then I retired here in Ohio in uh, 2012. Went directly back into one of my old jobs. My boss was like, you have to come back. I was like, well, you got to pay me to come back. So that's kind of how it went. So I'm still here doing uh, the government's work for them. And it's, uh, it's about it for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so... Now that you're out of the military, what uh if you can talk about it what what are you doing for good old uncle Sam nowadays?
1: yeah man, I could talk about most of it, so I work at what is called the seven eleventh human performance wing, and I'm the emergency manager, continuity of operations, and uh I set up all the exercises for the wing and like like exercises like push ups and sit ups like exercises like tornado drills uh bomb threats things like that I, I evaluate uh author and oversee all that stuff and then we also uh, work I, I work directly in the readiness shop the readiness shop pushes approximately 100 people out the door each year to deploy Okay. so even with us no longer sending folks to afghanistan we still have about 100 people a year we send out
0: okay yep okay yeah
1: past that there's a couple other things but sure. that's for another day <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did you get into uh making all these all these nifty gifties and these these cool things that you're making uh these engravings and all that
1: so when covid hit they were forcing us all to tell work from home and i'm like look i'm gonna be bored i'm just sitting here watching a computer when I can't be physically in my shop doing what I need to be doing for the military a hundred percent of the time. So I bought myself a Glowforge laser. And from there, I just started making like little things for around the house. Like my son was like, make me some Star Wars pictures and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, that's cool, man. And then I started really figuring out the dynamics of uh, cut files. So like I could do layered things. And then all of a sudden I was like, I wonder if I can put uh you know, these flasks in there. So it mostly started with like the metal flasks, but you know, i moved on to leather and even have some wood wrap flasks. And then all of a sudden people were like, oh, I love that. Can you make it for me? So a couple of the whiskey groups that are local were starting to see things I was making. They're like, can you make this for us? Can you make, and that's when I got into the hats. Cause at first I was like, I don't know that that's gonna be fruitful. That's literally the most fruitful thing I have is flasks, hats, and uh, and the barrel heads. Just because you know you put people's logo on a hat and they see it and the other people can see it and it looks real cool. Uh, that's what I, I I strive to make them to where somebody else is gonna want that. So, and that was in 2020 and then here we are in 2020. 2023 and i'm planning my government retirement here in five years and that'll be full-time after that so that's the plan
0: well they're they're pretty badass i've got one of your hats upstairs jerry um ordered the poor man's poor hats from you and uh mine Damn. was the mine was the black on black and it came out slicker it's than so nice bit. oh yeah i love yeah. it man. <laughs> yeah. it's
1: awesome especially when i get <laughs> logos that look cool and aren't super difficult i don't have to like dumb them down right uh like the poor man's pool looks so good right off the bat i was like oh we're doing this and then the belvedere one i was like we're gonna do a couple of those for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i saw the pictures it it looks pretty badass for sure um i'm i'm pretty stoked I, i really like the stuff that you got um that you're that you're putting out i've seen some of the other things that you've got you know you'll you'll showcase it on instagram or what have you yeah man yeah
1: a lot of so, uh, and it's funny because people like uh, a lot of folks order whatever football team they have, so their logo or a logo s type thing of their football team for like a a neck hanger, right? So on a necklace, they want that logo. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that because they're like, yeah, they sell them for like a hundred bucks at the at the stadium, and I was like, that's too much. I was like, that's that's crazy, and I try not to make it to where I, I'm. I wanna make enough money where so I can buy more stuff to make more cool stuff and then have a little left over. That's literally how I, I I look at it, right? I'm not trying to become a millionaire off of making hats and stuff. It's just not gonna happen. But I like it. So it's fun and uh and other people enjoy it. So when I put it out and people like it, that that means the world it really does.
0: Well, never say never. You never know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. You you may end up finding yourself being a millionaire for making all this. <laughs> find yourself in a giant shop with all this stuff rolling off a line somewhere.
1: I mean, I'm telling you, when I retired from the military, I had just enough money to last for the next Wednesday. So I was like, I should probably get a job just to make sure, even though I'm getting a retirement, that doesn't mean a whole lot.
0: <laughs> I've got a buddy that's, He's in his 21st year in the air force. He's in, um, he's in Japan. He was in Japan oh. for a while. Um, he met his wife there and then they sent him to Korea and then down to Florida. And then when he reenlisted, um, they gave him the option of a couple different places, but Japan was, was the one that he chose. So he could go Ooh. back there to where her, her fam. So I I would imagine he's going to live there for the rest of his life. He loves it there.
1: I can't imagine not living. So I've been through Japan a couple times. Uh, one of the teams that I was in charge of, which is the Air Force Radiation Assessment Team, went over to Japan whenever uh, the nuclear reactors melted down after the, the tsunami went through. Yeah, And uh, it's such a beautiful place. It, it really, really is. I mean, there's you look at places like Tokyo that's full up you know, skyscrapers that are actually apartments everywhere. Not all of Japan is like that, which is really cool. You've, the farther you go north, it's less populated. I guess that's a good way to put it. Okay. But yeah, it's a beautiful place.
0: I would like to visit it one day. Um, yeah. So tell us about your your um, your first love as far as bourbon goes. And, you know... Um, how that's progressed over over time yeah of course man uh so i was a rum guy
1: for the for the longest time i i I love rum i thought it was great and a lot of it it was like you know most of it was garbage rum because i was like oh i like the way this tastes but i don't really want to get you know some of the high-end rums have that really off flavor to it there's nothing going on with it really and I was like yeah it's okay but uh, you know anything you can put a coconut in I'm, i was i was good with it. <laughs> and then a buddy of mine who also in the military came over one day and brought uh weller antique and was like hey you want to try this as a counter right man I was like i've you know i've never really gotten into bourbon and then after that i was like oh i'm hooked this is we did bourbon was i was like oh that's different right but it just went from there i just started you know anything that i could get into and i would i would ask my friends what what do you know about this what do you know about this and then just making my own opinion from there sure. on on stuff so when like right now one of my all-time top five was smoke wagon. Mm-hmm. Completely love those guys, man. Aaron, Aaron's a cool dude. You know, I've, t- I've talked to him online every once in a while, just to be like, "Hey, uh, you know, tell him I appreciate the stuff he puts out and everything." Because you know, it's one of those things when you can talk to somebody, down to earth, easy to talk to, but also is putting out this crazy product. You know, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's where it's at." You know, and I've bought some high end bottles. Uh, I know we kind of talked about. The the Hoot and Young, the Warrior Strength, uh, the Terminalist show that came out on uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, the guy who wrote the book for that is Jack Carr, and he yeah. worked with Hoot and Young. I mean, he's a retired military guy, mm-hmm. right? So Jack Carr works with Hoot and Young. They put this out, and it's got the cross tomahawks on it and everything. I was like, oh, nice. Okay, that's really cool, right? And you get it's a sixteen year bottles okay and it was, it was so smooth and it was so good and it's so expensive that i was like all right maybe i'll get another bottle sometime later <laughs> <laughs> you know I, know
0: I know you can't uh you can't enjoy the cigars with us but you very clearly yeah. know a thing or two about growing a beard so um, yeah man how long so, how long have you been growing that since you retired
1: so the day i retired
0: uh, we go
1: on to terminal leave, right? So two months before I was physically even retired, I started, uh, I went ahead and did my retirement ceremony then, so I didn't have to come back in and shave again and all that bullshit. I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. You guys can uh, forget me shaving, okay? And at the time, it was all experimental because I'm like, dude, I look like a naked mole, rat. bald head, bald face. it wasn't down with the mustache so much by itself. It just looked weird. Right. But I started with like uh, the handlebar mustache and the little mini goatee thing going on. And then one day it just started all hooking together (laughs) (laughs) and I was growing it out. Um, This is about the second longest I've had it over the last 11 years. So at one point in time, I had it down mid chest. And that's what I'm going for now, because it's weird, man. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to trim it up a little bit and then this side's uneven, and then this side's uneven, and then it ends up back up to a short beard. I'm like, all right, if I would just stop doing that, this thing would probably be like three feet long right now, but (laughs) as it is, here I am, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I told myself until all my brothers and sisters in the military come home, I'm never shaved. It's just not gonna happen, so that was my whole thing. is like, and so this beard will grow probably until I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is what it is, man.
0: Well, I've had a beard for about fifteen years. Oh, nice. And mine Mine reaches terminal length when it hits about right there. That's about the best I've got. That's if if I try to keep it where the hair from, that grows from my neck is the same length as the hair that grows from my chin, because this is growing from my right chin. on. I got you. Yep. I can let the shit from my neck grow, and it will continue to grow. And then, I'm 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 sitting here pulling on it, and I can feel it face, middle of my face. And then it's, it's my fucking neck. Like it feels weird, <laughs> but right. Looks, I understand. It, it you can't tell by looking straight at it. So I, like you know, I'll 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 get aggravated with it and have to cut that shit off and and try to let it grow. But this, <laughs> this is about all I got. So I don't Hold know. You know, um, people
1: talk about like vitamins and all that's all bullshit. None of that. I I, I can't. I've tr- I actually because I was like, oh, maybe that'll make it grow longer. It, none of that happens. It no. is where it's at. Yeah. I mean, because I get the same thing, but I started using uh one of the electric beard brushes that actually pulls those hairs underneath straighter, and. Yeah. And it seems to, of course, you know, over time, you know, you wash it a couple days, and it frizzes right back up, and all that goes away. But it's cool because you can actually see the full length, even though all those little guys underneath, they get straightened out. I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. But yeah, but my, uh, you know, I didn't know, with the beer products, I've tried probably two dozen different kind of beer products. Yeah. And, and my favorite one right now is the one that uh, we've talked about, which is the dirty Irish. just like I like the way it feels. I like the way it smells. Uh, I don't find it to be overly greasy because some of them you get and you got like an oil slick in your beard and it yeah. feels weird and, and you touch it and it comes off on you. I'm like, that's not what. That's not what I'm looking for. right. I want something that's easy. I can get it down to my skin so I'm not like itchy. And that's been that product has been fantastic. And that guy who owns that is a is a vet as well. So what I try to do is support those who are like me, small business guys. Who, hey man, this is kind of what I want to do. And doing beard products because there's so many of them. It's hard to imagine. How do you break out when you've got high end guys? There's a couple, two, three high end yeah. ones that. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, if you make any money off of it, good for you. Yeah. Because it's, it's not going to be easy.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move into the whiskeys. Um, yeah, man. What's everybody starting out with today? Uh, Randy, let's start with you.
1: Starting with uh, the Smoke Wagon, the red, white, and blue label. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but they had the coolest horse spout. That is awesome. It is super. I was like, oh, I got to get like a couple of these, just so that I have one. I tend to break them every once in a while, so yeah, I got a couple of them from those guys at Smoke Wagon. It's, it's really neat.
0: That is awesome. Yep. Paul, what you got there?
2: So I'm getting primed up with um some Yellowstone, Yellowstone Single Malt, one of okay. my favorite distilleries. Um, I really like this Single Malt, 108 proof, but since it's 93 degrees outside right now and I feel like I'm breathing through a wet blanket, I decided to make myself a Yellowstone, old-fashioned. Okay. So, gonna start it with that. Fair enough. Jerry?
3: I kept the, uh, the red, white, and blue theme going. I got a... for my buddies over at Warriors and Whiskey, it's their Brass and Anchor bourbon. Um, okay. It's a blend of three barrels. Two of them are MGP High Rye, and one of them is the MGP uh, High Wheat. Um, ages three, four, and five years. Um, coming in at 90, 95.6 proof. Um, yeah, a little bottle. And like we've always said, supporting the, the military and the, the vets is always a, a good, especially when they're putting out a damn new product like this.
1: So. Man, I'm gonna have to get with you on that. I would definitely like to get a bottle that looks awesome. The MGP yeah. stuff is really starting to, to hit well.
3: Oh, and then they uh it's bottled at um it's in Longmont, Colorado. It's um oh, shit, I can't think of the distillery out there. Um, but they're I want to say they're veteran owned too, they partnered oh, nice. up with them.
0: Um I can't think of the name. So I'm starting out with some triple A. Some triple A 10 star straight out of Buffalo Trace. Um, that's their higher rye mash bill number two. Um, this bottle was actually brought to me by a gentleman coming down here from Ohio. His wife worked at UK and he had that and uh so I think he had it for like thirty bucks. So he brought it down here to me, and I figured, why the hell not? Because I can't get it in Kentucky, which is ridiculous. Because <laughs> I live thirty minutes from the distillery.
1: <laughs> Holy crap, man! People sleep on uh, AAA. It's really weird, man. Because it is so good. It is. It really is, man. Yeah. And like, like a lot of the not as expensive things, like, uh, like Benchmark and AAA, man. That. They surprise me. I, I think they're fantastic. And especially when you talk about the price you can get them for when you find them. It's oh right. yeah. It's nice.
0: Yeah. Well shit, you can get the whole fucking benchmark lineup for about 120 bucks. And uh yeah. there's some for, really and good and have every
1: single bottle. I yeah. know it's
0: amazing. Yeah. Actually, those you see those pistols right there? Yeah. Those, those Derringers, those are from that's from when benchmark was made by Seagram's. Those were uh, oh nice. They were uh, promotional. Gifts, so they had those, and they had one that was a Colt 45 model, and they had uh, oh, a cool. couple others. And um, it was you know, they're really cool. I saw them online for I think I got those for like 25 bucks on eBay. So, oh, nice! I'll Very eventually cool. get all the rest of them too. But I'm a big fan of Benchmark. But um, today you know, I decided to go with the with the AAA because I hadn't had it in, in some time. So, right on, good, good palette warmer 80 90 yeah. proof, 90 proof. Hmm. all right gents let's move on to the whiskey of the week i'm excited to get into this so randy um you were the you and and actually our other guest he was he was an army vet we um we're big supporters of veteran owned or or vets period um that's awesome we um i myself couldn't serve um jerry uh i don't know if he could or couldn't paul paul actually um he he does some civilian work for the for the federal government in it so um yep nice. hvac isn't that right yeah, yeah i do commercial hvac um, a lot of it has oh nice very cool
2: of, yeah a lot of stuff for for uh different agencies and private companies
1: right Man, if you ever get up to Wright Pat, uh, you could fish fix all the air conditioners in these ancient buildings. That would be so fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, meat, a lot of work.
1: <laughs> it's funny, man, because I would say eighty percent of the buildings are war, World War Two or Korean era buildings right you can tell by the shape of them and the look of them and uh they they do well because they don't want to tear them all down which i'm totally cool with but they'll renovate them and then you know it's like you know trying am just trying to smooth out a shit sandwich sometimes I'm like yep. you can renovate that thing from now till doomsday with you know fill all the holes and the gaps and whatever it yeah, is what it is
2: I live in maryland so i do a lot of work in dc so some of those buildings okay. are a lot older than even that so uh, oh yeah.
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah that's a cool area though too when you talk about i mean it's the federal government mecca right there and then them even moving as far up into bethesda and things like that it's been yeah yep it's pretty cool
0: Well, speaking of weeders and veteran-owned companies, um, Jerry and I were were doing a little pre-show research and came to find out that this is a weeder in and of itself. Um, This (laughs) horse soldier, barrel strength, this bad boy, what, 126, Jerry? 126 proof? 126
1: proof. Oh, Uh, nice. Man, and what I got is only 121.
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs> the other, probably three or four bottles I've had of this have been between probably like one fourteen and one seventy. Yeah. So yeah, it's when I finally cracked this one to give them guy give the guys samples, I was like, oh shit! Like this is a hot one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does not play around at all, and it grabs you when it grabs you. It's 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 like how many of these should I actually drink? Maybe I'll just stick with this one <laughs> for right now. And two will put me to bed.
0: That's that's right. <laughs> this girl's got some legs on her. I'll say that. Jesus, yeah, The sticking to that fucking glass.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's funny because my 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 kids are always like, "Why do you do that?" I was like, "If you see it stick to the glass, you know you got something going on."
0: That's right. It's dark.
1: It's dark.
0: Oh, it is. It's dark. It's and dark. I love
1: it, man. Uh, so these guys, when I first. Saw that bottle. I was like, wait a minute. Are we talking about the horse soldier, horse soldier, horse soldiers? You know, the guys who were in Afghanistan, right? You know, after 9 11, when Afghanistan first started to pick up, you know, there weren't a ton of troops on them. Most of it was uh, SF guys, the CIA, Rangers, and that's about it. And they were going out trying to uh, gain some backing from the local heads inside Afghanistan. And, you know, they knew the second that we were there, while we were there, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it's not like it was not common knowledge. Right. So, you know, for these guys to go into the mountains on horseback, uh, literally day-to-day fights with anybody and everybody in that area, it's it's a really neat story. Yeah. I know that there's a movie that came out that Chris Hemsworth is. Yeah, there you go, Twelve Strong. Yeah, that's uh, it's actually not a bad adaptation oh. to the thought process, right? So when I this last bottle that I picked up, uh, one of the chief warrant officers that was on the team was signing bottles and stuff. So it was real neat just to sit down and talk to him for a couple minutes and and uh, and and just be like. That had to have been one of the craziest times. Like, when you make it out of stuff like that, that's when you know that, you know, you're lucky. (laughs) He's like, that's the reality of it. I was like, good Lord. Yeah. It's real cool though, man, because those guys, there's some of the veteran-owned whiskey companies, and I'm not going to name any names, but I'm like, if you're going to put a big name on it, man, you better not be putting out dog shit. that tastes like pickles, okay? Because... That's not great.
0: Hey, speaking of uh when uh Jerry and 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 uh some of the poor man's poor cohorts and a couple of the other folks that aren't on either one of these shows were here in town. We went to a place called Bluegrass Distillers and uh they actually have a pickleback bourbon that they produced and uh it's it's <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking tasty, tasty it's a,
2: actually.
3: <laughs> real. I want to say it's
0: a yeah, it's a four-year-old.
3: I want to say that one's an MGP, or do they distill that? Oh, one? okay. But whatever it is, it's it's. I want to say it's four years old, but they also do uh barrel-aged pickles that you go buy at the the store. So they barrel-aged their pickles after they dump the barrel, and then they throw the whiskey back into the barrel. And it's holy smokes! It's it, pretty slick. It's it, yeah. It's it's not like full-out pickles. It, it's the whiskey, and then you get the little bit of that vinegary yeah, vinegary wine the
1: end. on there, right yeah. on. So.
3: So it's not terrible it's def- it's definitely going to be a good uh a cocktail
1: uh maker. So it's definitely not them that I'm talking about but when it's not supposed <laughs> to take like pickles right and that and that's <laughs> what you get on the end I'm like yeah what yeah what is what did you guys do to this? <laughs> so like I think one of the drunk that, Go ahead,
3: man. this horse this horse soldier bottle I picked up uh last year um there was an event here locally that was uh they do uh what is it um Whiskeys and war stories or war stories oh, and whiskey. Yeah. From, yep. So I attended that and we got to sample all of it. And uh it was Vince uh what was the guy's last name? Vince Michaela, I think it was his name. One of the original guys. One of the OG
1: guys. It was on yeah, yeah, okay.
3: And he signed a nice. bottle and he was telling us all the stories and everything like that. And he, you could tell there was some stuff that he wasn't allowed to say and or he didn't want to say and It it was cool. And he said that the 12 Strong, even though it missed a lot of points since it was most likely classified, uh, that it was fairly, fairly realistic to him. And he was the one
1: going through it. I mean, if they were able to put half the stuff in there, that movie would probably be about 12, 14 hours (laughs) long. (laughs) So make it into a mini series. And then for an hour of it, they just black it out. You put like classified.
0: It says redacted across the yes. screen. Redacted across the screen
1: for a whole hour. <laughs> you get people so pissed off. It'd be amazing.
3: Uh, all right. Yeah, so This horse soldier is smelling fantastic. It does. Yes.
0: Um, but I'm saying here we should get apricots, butterscotch, ginger, and oak on the nose. And, and oak. I definitely get the oak. Ooh, yeah. Maybe a little. Apricot I definitely and get them. leather. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get yeah. a little bit of
3: like a. I was trying to figure out what that like sweetness thing was. You said ginger. I get like a ginger beer.
1: Yeah, right yeah. Let's with
3: way
2: everything looking. else. Yeah, leather's definitely in the forefront yeah. for me. Uh-huh. Leather and ginger beer. That's what I got.
1: All right, Jim. and that's so funny. That, that's that the, the three bottles that they normally have on the shelf. Once you get up into that that higher barrel. It's it's I think it's so much better because of the the mm-hmm. flavors that come out of it it's really good.
0: Wow, it is really fucking good. Wow, and I don't think we touched on it, but the mash
3: bill is seventy percent yellow dent number two corn, twenty percent soft red winter wheat, and ten percent two row malted barley.
1: Any anything with that red winter wheat to me, knew have had one. That had the red one. Yep. Oh, it's so good, and it take and makes such an odd difference to
0: it too. It's so crazy. Yeah, this is this is fucking fantastic. I don't know what the what the price is on one of these bad boys, but holy shit, I would buy it in a heartbeat.
1: I want to say that yeah. those the, the high bottles seventy five or seventy nine, something like that.
0: Really? Yeah, I was going to say probably eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yes, all day long. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. And it's sure. cool.
1: So, if you look at the bottle, I don't know if you can see it. Really. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yep. So, the labels are steel that
3: mm-hmm.
1: came from the uh, the World Trade Center.
0: That's fucking sick. That yep. is awesome. Well,
3: the, and it, the mold for the bottle is from the steel, too. They took steel yep. from the towers, made the mold, and yep. every bottle is put into those tower uh, steels to make the mold.
1: I mean, it's so it's so crazy to think that it's been so long since that happened yeah. and yeah. and to memorialize it like that from a group of guys that was just down and dirty in a country that hates us, <laughs> I just say <laughs> the least. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's such a cool idea. When I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, so when I was talking to the guy who was signing bottles that day, it was neat to hear the story on how they came about with that and then just the look of the logo and everything. It was real neat.
0: I was fresh out of high school. I was literally skipping my very first English college class or my very, my very first college English class. Um and I walked into the living room and turned on the TV and every fucking channel and I was like, "Holy shit." right? My my cousin sure. was actually, my cousin worked for Caterpillar, and um, I don't know exactly what he does, but he's got a pretty high-level job. He was supposed to be in the trade centers, and his plane was delayed, so he was watching them crash to the ground and get hit by planes while he was in the air, in his airplane, like it was, he was on no. a road and he was watching that shit happen, and um, I was just like, well, thank God he wasn't there, first of all, Right. But I mean, short of living in New York and being in one of the buildings adjacent and seeing it fucking happen or being on the ground. You've seen those videos. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty heavy, you know.
3: So I don't want to make you guys feel old or anything like that. But yeah, thanks, Jerry. uh, I was in seventh grade on the on the bus ride to school (laughs) and our bus driver, I said I didn't want to. But our bus driver was probably the coolest bus driver ever he didn't give a damn what we did he's playing music that we wanted to play in the bus and i remember we were da- going down the road and he pulled over and stopped and he stood up turned around and said everyone shut the hell up and sit down what can we do and he cranks the the radio up and it's just whatever news station he had on they were talking about it and half the people are like "We well, don't know what the hell this is and that's literally all we did through school um my uncle was actually working in the time, not at the time. We didn't, well, at the time we didn't know, but he his job was like the 60th floor or something like that. And uh, he actually had a, a business trip that he flew out the night before. Um, so he wasn't there. My grandfather didn't know about it because he was, my uncle did some uh, high security things with with a bank. And so he didn't tell people what he was doing. So he wasn't there. My own, my grandfather was going to the towers to have lunch with my uncle like he does every week or whatever. It, he missed the train to get in town, so he had to get on the second train. And as he's walking, he saw the plane hit, runs into the CVS or whatever. It was right there. And I got to get pictures from mom, but we have that whole old school Kodak, like, click camera. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You see the plane going, you see it hit, you see him fall, and then next thing you know you just see him. he said he just saw everyone running. So if I get those pictures, I'll uh I'll get them over to you guys so you can take a look at it. It's Oh, oh yeah, it's I surreal. Like that. You you see it on you see it on videos and pictures and stuff. But to actually see and know the person that was actually there and you're Yeah. Five blocks away and you're taking pictures, it
2: was those pictures are surreal. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't that long ago in you know you know a matter of speaking but like I remember I was in college and I found out because there was a note posted at the door of a class that I was walking into it said the class is canceled go watch the news um and uh but we didn't have smartphones back then I think right, the, no, right. I was right oh, yeah, yeah. I had like the nextel brick you know or yep. the, the, <laughs> the newest flip phone that just came out or something so you you didn't you know you had to listen to the radio you had to watch the news to get your info back then, which a lot of people yeah. maybe listening to this podcast probably can't even comprehend. But um yeah. that's just like, what do you mean was. you can't
1: you can't play games on that phone? <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. No. No. You had snake. You had Snake.
0: Yeah. And, snake. Was- and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. and you can pick from like a couple different ringtones, but uh yeah. that's about it. Um and uh you know, yeah. So we were on campus at University of Maryland nobody knew and they started closing things down. And I remember just driving back to my parents' house and just turning on the TV and that's how we we got it all where you know god forbid if something like that happened today it would be real time everybody'd be able to know all the details and things like that but back then it was it's it, brutal it, it more yeah more uncertain and more scary because you don't have access you didn't have access to information back then i mean i remember driving from you know college park maryland back to my parents house with about 15 minute drive and trying to find information on the radio but you had no clue what was going on and i'm you know right. i'm right there there was an attack on dc and it you know i'm 30 minutes from dc and like you know it's it was a, a weird time you know
1: yeah definitely
2: it was so to make you
1: guys feel super young i was uh right at 10 years in the military at the time that this happened uh and uh, i came in when i was 21 so i was teaching a nine mil class To medical folks, which is scary enough as it is, because medical folks and weapons is no bueno in my book. But here we are, yeah. And then my buddy's like, "Hey man, some plane just hit the one of the, you know, the towers." And I'm like, "What?" It's like it's like a little prop job, or which I was like, "Some dumbass just runs into it." And then he's like, "No, you're gonna come look at this." That's what I thought too
0: initially. Yeah,
1: I I was like. I was like, call me back if anything good actually comes out of this. So I'm thinking, you know, some little Cessna right into the World Trade Center not paying attention, which I don't know how that's possible. And then he comes back. He's like, we have to shut down the classes. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you got to come look at this. So we're gonna have this little bitty TV up front. You I look at your TV that's behind you and think of the fact of those weren't even around during that
0: no. Time. No, there's no, they were no all the screen.
1: <laughs> there's no LED. Yeah. there's no QLED. There's none of that stuff, right? Tube TV, those this...
0: big fucking monsters. Yeah, that my you wife can had somebody's 36... head in with.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife had this 36-inch tube TV that I was just like, dude, I'm gonna get a hernia if I ever move this by uh-huh. myself. Uh-huh. Stupid. But yeah, I'm watching this and I'm like, that's that's huge. And then all of a sudden the other while we're watching, the other plane comes in and I'm like. This is going to change everything. Yep. So at that point in time, the base went into lockdown. Uh, all of the DOD goes into lockdown. All the planes stop, right? So when I'm having to go to work the next morning, because you know we're talking on phone to the bosses, hey, how do we want to do this? They're like, come in. We'll figure it out. If we don't do range time, we'll sit down and go over what's going on. We'll come up with a plan. And at that time, it was taking three and a half hours or more to get on base. And I showed up Jesus. at four o'clock in the morning to get on. I was like, "If it's called force protection delta, right? So there's been an attack. We know there's an attack. Uh, so all the bases locked down. They do full searches of the vehicles and full searches of everybody that comes in the gate and all this cool stuff, right? And yeah, so three and a half hours, I'm sitting in line and I finally get to the gate and he's like, sorry, man, you know, because, you know, the guy that I'm talking, I know him, he's like, sorry, it's just, this is how it's going to be. And I was like, it's how it's going to be for how long? He's like, till they tell us. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So that day we knew, we knew that things were going to be very difficult. And very, very interesting from now on for you know how the military handles things, how DOD handles things, how major information agencies like the CIA, the FBI, which we know now down the road from you know everything that came out, these guys weren't talking to each other. So right. I'm just like, you guys are killing me. <laughs> you guys are killing me with this bullshit. I was like, I said, like, you couldn't have just passed that one piece of paper across the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, hindsight being 2020, that was uh that was great experience for me and, and my guys. So a lot of them went to before this was before air marshals were a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of our folks were volunteered to become air marshals to go on the planes. Once they started flying again and do air marshal stuff before that became an actual job set, so a lot of those guys were smart and set up for when it was over and they decided to stay in or not to do air marshal duty. Because you know, I often get concerned like these this day and age where the smoke is completely cleared, we're out of Afghanistan, so what happens next? Because there's and I'm not being, you know, Debbie Downer or pessimist or anything like that. We haven't won a war uh, in forever.
0: Since, and uh, we, uh, since World War II.
1: Since World War II, right? So we have made so many enemies that we haven't just mm-hmm. crushed them to dust. It's it's just a matter of time before you know somebody's grandkid who was around during that time is like, this is what I'm gonna do.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't have to go over there anymore
0: (laughs) well you know you're talking about what comes next and i'm 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 a i'm a conspiracy theorist in a lot of ways Um, (laughs) okay (laughs) and so that'll lead us down a rabbit hole that i'm not going to jump in at this particular moment but i will say since america's inception i think it's something like every 20 years we have been involved in some major conflict somewhere within our own borders or around the world every 20 years or so since we yep. became a country. So you can rest assured that something, whether it's manufactured or on our end or manufactured on someone else's end, something's going to fucking happen. I'm willing to bet, and this is what I personally see happening, I see North Korea, China, and Russia combining forces, and then we find ourselves in... If not World War Three, at least something akin to that, because shit's getting nasty. And, uh, right. you know, um, we've got some rather and I'm not playing partisan politics here at all. We've got some rather ineffectual motherfuckers that are driving the ship. And that, that right. really scares me. So, uh, you know, yeah. we, we're going to end up in something. There's no no question about it. It's just a matter of when.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we there's no there's no check and balance to say, hey, man, I see what you're doing. You you will stop or we're going to have a huge problem. And then show them what that problem is. Don't get me wrong. You know, I see it on the news and we're like, we had three U.S. subs pop up right there beside uh, Hong Kong. Nobody knew they were even there. And then they surfaced and China's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know what? My bad. (laughs) You know, because for a second they're like, ooh, you, yeah. you don't come in this bay right here, and the and the Navy guys are like, this one? Yeah. We we made a wrong turn at Albuquerque again. I see. <laughs> Good job, guys. But I mean it's I think a lot of it is the reality of let the DOD, the joint chiefs do their job. Yeah. If 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 we're not from higher than them. Going to do much, let the DOD guys do their part and 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 strategize that smartly. I mean, because that's what they're there for. You make all this general money, you know, do general shit. Right. And, they, and, and but the bad thing is there's so many of those things that people don't know because they can't. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? You sure. a lot a lot of people get you know bent out of shape. They're like, Well, why don't we know about this? Why don't we know about this? I'm like, if you knew everything that was going on. To include, like, when you're talking about, you know, the soldiers who initially were in Afghanistan, people would freak out to know how often that happens, and to know that, you know, we are places that we don't readily tell folks we're at. Sure, it just is what it is. Sure, you know, and but when they start making bases in in Africa. China, I mean, China and Russia both have a base in Africa now, which Mm -hmm. hasn't happened ever. All their bases are normally where, you know, stationary where they're at, right? But when you have them now in Syria and Africa and places like that, you're like, that's weird. You know, it's where all the goodies are at. You talk about any kind of special metal or whatever, lithium. That's where it's at, man. Yep. You know, and everybody knows it now.
0: Especially sudden, for China with the lithium.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, absolutely.
1: man, it's it's going to be a weird world, but uh, I have a DD Form 214 that protects me from <laughs> going overseas again.
0: Well, <laughs> I have a, uh, I, I wanted to join right after 9-11. That's, you know, when I was legally allowed to do so. And, uh, I was pissed off and that's, that's what I wanted to do. But at this point, I mean, I've got epilepsy, uh, my shoulders fucked, both of my knees, I've torn my ACLs within the last two years. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much held together with, you know, hopes and dreams at this point. And I don't think that there's any chance of my 40 year old ass getting, um, the, uh, well, shit. Uh, drafted if they ever bring that shit back. Although they did, they they didn't have any qualms about drafting folks with damn near anything at okay. damn near any age during World War II. So if that ends up yeah. World War One's the same way. So if that ends up happening, you might you might find. Then again, I have four degrees, so you can bet my ass is going to be in the air conditioning somewhere. <laughs> I'm I'm taking that officer's job. Hey, there's no question hey, about it,
1: and it'll suck. it will be like Master Sergeant Sherlin. I was like, that's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look, man. I was like, I can still build weapons. That's great. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be made for me. So for sure, relax.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, and the reason I say China and Russia and, and, and North Korea, you know, you mentioned uh, those subs that showed up. Um, clearly, China. there's a lot of saber rattling coming out of China and, and North Korea right. as well. And everything that North Korea has done over the past couple of years has basically crashed into the Sea of Japan, and and just you know they of course they're worried, Japan's worried, and if they bomb Japan, well they're they're going to get bombed off the map. I can guarantee that'll happen. But I think North that Korea, we'll and China basically. Have, a- I, I was going to say North Korea, and, North Korea and China basically have to rely on Russia and their military yeah. prowess, and their, their science and everything else. They don't really have a choice. So
1: Nope. At North, so when I was in South Korea, I was there in the late 90s. Uh, it was that way then, because it was old boy's dad. It wasn't him yeah. who's in charge, right? And this dad was just as batshit crazy as this kid now. I think it's he was so, more
0: so. I think he was crazier. <laughs> I think it's, it's so John, bizarre, a little bit man. more restraint
1: because we would have uh we would have interactions with folks that and and I'd Mom, i would ask my mom's hey did you see this on the news and then she's like no <laughs> so i'm like eh, that's interesting you know a lot of stuff is kept internalized in areas like that like when you have subs washing up on shore and everybody in it's dead and they're from north korea or there's always deserters from North Korea and stuff like that. It's so crazy.
0: Yeah. I just
1: and but they that they don't have anything. The only thing they have is the military. The people don't have anything. Uh the government has everything. You know what I mean? They they are yep. just it's it's so poor and so crazy. And you got Seoul, Seoul, South Korea, that's 40 miles from the border. That
0: is the person I do it, it's like drive.
1: it's like driving through Atlanta.
0: Yeah, it's technologically so, advanced as fuck. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I know Hooters. I mean, come on, son. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh and, and the thing is in North Korea they're they're brainwashed into believing that the the that whole family are gods, you know, and that's just generational brainwashing is what it is, because before yeah. Kim Il sung, that was not a thing. And nope. and then with him, he started, you know, enforcing that. And then the kids that of that first generation, they grew up believing that. And then from there, it's just, you know, Blossom. easy easy. You just you just keep mm-hmm. making them. You just keep telling them that, and they're going to keep raising their kids, and generations and generations are going to keep believing that. It's yep. it's fucking ridiculous. It's one big ass cult, is what it is. It's a country. Of, it's yeah. So and that's
1: scary because they know they don't have anything.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they don't they don't care though. That's the thing. They don't care. Some of them do. They're you know, if you get caught with a Bible, you get thrown in prison for the rest of your life. You yeah, know, or, or so at, bug- at best. At best, you know. Yeah. Or food. Yeah. You might get executed. You get caught
1: with extra food. Come on, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's one of those things where I'm like, whenever whenever I retired, I was like, I want to still do whatever i can to support the our troops and and our veterans right so i make sure to even with my business stuff giving giving back to to them is is huge to me still buying directly from that own corporation or not corporate but companies right cuz most of those are small businesses that haven't made it like black rifle coffee black rifle coffee when they you know hit you know new york city and they're on the stock exchange i was like what is this <laughs> i was like cool that's Good great program. but i gotta be honest i'll buy a coffee but i that's not how who i'm gonna send money to to support you know things like the the dirty irish
0: and uh and
1: live bearded. soldier
0: burger huh live bearded yeah oh yeah yeah and, yeah yeah. Uh, i think lit too might be uh veteran owned as well mm-hmm. um yeah anything so. is still
1: considered a small business and it's ve- oh now i'm definitely down with that
0: so that's um we we actually have another friend and she um we met her through another podcast that we were all that we all listen to on a regular basis and um she is a supporter of this podcast and actually nice. bourbon beards and Belvedere's as well. And she is, um, she, she just relieved her command in Washington. She's in the air force. Um, okay. and now she is, uh, she, she's still, or no, I'm sorry, Oregon, but she, um, she flies down to Hawaii to do her new job, whatever it is. Um, okay But um, she's been in for a long time and uh, she and I were having a conversation one night and um, I was telling her about, you know, buying from veteran owned organizations and, and doing what I could. And she was like, you know what, there's more than one way to, um, um, what's more than one way to serve your country. And this is, this is one way to do it as far as I feel, because I hate the, so, a lot of liberal politics have come to you know they um, talk about the homeless people and and you know you, you shouldn't run them off and whatever and and in a way I can kind of understand that but here's the thing we need to focus on the homeless veterans before we focus on refugees from other countries before we focus on um, you know in, anything we we that's they yeah. they gave it all
1: but they don't they don't do that
0: no they don't and that's, and that's what pisses me and that's me so off. rough. It's, it's wrong
1: because when the the VA has finally become what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. The VA hospitals are great. Uh, they they have grown a lot over the last twenty years. And crazy enough, President Obama is the one that put the VA programs on the right track to take care of folks. Stop taking eighteen months to get their disability stuff done. Yeah. They've cut it down to where it's from the day a vet opens a claim it has to be three months before you can but it has to be closed by that three months and if they don't have that reason they at least give them the back pay from right there and then they finish it out right uh but it's one of those things to where getting especially the homeless vets the ability to get to things like that and and not saying hey have you gone to the va no man hey Give him something that shows, that, hey, this is how you need to get to where you need to go. Talk to X person, because I, I do that all the time. If I see a guy who says, you know, disabled, bed, I'm homeless. I'm like, what do you know about the systems right now that can actually help you so you're not here? You know, it's 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 rough to see because, you know, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, when I retired, I mean, I, I had the thought I was like, I have to keep my stuff straight and narrow so i'm still taking care of my family so taking care of myself right because ptsd isn't a joke you got to make sure you take care of all that stuff and then for a lot of people they just never had that support they don't know what they didn't know what to do and they don't know what to do now and that's brutal
0: well my my biggest problem with it is you know we have squatters rights why in the fuck don't we have homeless vets rights you know what I'm saying? Right. Why, the fuck yes. are, why are they homeless in the first fucking place? Because um, we did
1: good to break them. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't do good after the fact to say, okay, we know you're broken, but you still have skills. Yeah. We can use you to do whatever.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were clearly taught skills mm. in the military. So why in the fuck aren't they given, they should be given, you know what I'm saying? Like, Give, give them jobs, give them their, their, their hat. There's, I have a profile on, what is it? USAJobs.gov or something like oh, that. yeah. USA Why jobs, yep. aren't we filling those positions with these veterans that have these skills in the first place?
1: Yeah. Find them and and home. All it's, yeah. And that's give all it's job. gotta be is that once they're in that system and they have that, they show that they have that capability. It gets them out of that, I don't have morale, I don't have anybody supporting me, you know what I mean? It needs to be to where those guys are looked at in a way that's not, they're just somebody's junk on the side of the street, because that's what a lot of people look at it like.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it really pisses me off, and I just can't, It. I don't know, this country doesn't do right. Thankfully, like you said, Obama got them on the, on the right track. Donald Trump did did some uh, did some good things for for with the, with the VA and, and things, especially that.
1: with the medical side, getting them to where they're not just having to go to the VA hospital. Yeah, because oftentimes it was where if you need an appointment for X, it's three, four, five months down the road. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now it's to where they're like, we'll send you off base or out of the VA to it's just some civilian, which still gets them medical. Level.
0: Well and in a lot of cases the uh the civilian care can be better better oh my gosh yeah
1: <laughs> man i had a doc work on my hands but i had carpal tunnel syndrome in both my hands from just doing repetitive weapons work right it just is what it is and uh and i'm like this guy's got to be like a c minus doc or something <laughs> because you know, he, some of the things he's saying, I'm like, I got to do what? And you're going to do what? He's like, yeah, you can just look down in there. It'll be okay. It's like, I'm not going to be knocked out. He's like, no, you'll be okay. I'm like, he's going to pour Motrin down in there and hope that I <laughs> hope the pain goes away. <laughs>
0: uh, shit. Just what was yeah. it? Uh, Chris Rock talking about when he, when he, when he was a kid and he broke his leg. It, poor it rope
1: tussle. <laughs> Exactly, that's insane. I'm like, oh, what are we talking about here, doc? And then, and then somehow we were discussing it. and I was like, yeah, let's just do them both in the same day. And he's like, okay, yeah, so my dumbass, that's what I did.
0: Well, hey, recovery time was cut in half, right? So, (laughs) yeah,
1: I mean, mathematically speaking, that's kind of how it seemed right. Oh
0: man. All right, well, um, let's uh, let's since since uh, Randy isn't smoking the cigar, let's go ahead and, and and knock out this review real quick, and then we'll move on to the beer product. But uh, hold on, uh,
2: Adam, before we move on, I just want to talk about uh, the Horse Soldier the brand. They're, they're yeah. making a new uh, a new visitor experience in Kentucky. Yes, sir. Uh, Ooh. Horse Soldier Farms uh, it's in, in uh, uh, Somerset County. Somerset, yeah. Yep. And um, they're working on that right now. Uh, so that's something that it, I saw the concept pictures of online. It looks to be fantastic. So that's something awesome. definitely check out when that's all up and going. Um, and just going back to the whiskey, it's phenomenal. Um, check them out on horse soldier bourbon.com and at horse soldier bourbon on Instagram. Um, it's a great yeah. brand to support. Um, they're making good stuff. It's reasonably priced for what it is. And um, just definitely go support those guys.
0: Yeah, thank you for that yeah, Paul. Back, I um I put the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. Uh no pun intended, but that's that's what I did. So Uh that that, that should be a visitor cool, center. I'm sorry, what did you say, Jerry?
3: Going back to that visitor center when I did that uh Whiskey's and war stories or whatever it's called. Uh he was telling us that when they started it up, they wanted it to be like hush hush. They wanted to get everything ready before actually so they'd be in their RVs and campers out in this field and stuff's being built. And it's Kentucky's bourbon. There people are the hell is being built over here. And uh, <laughs> before they even, before they even announced it, there was rumors that they were starting it up. So they were like, well, I guess it's not a, can't keep it under wraps anymore. So they're like, Hey, we're doing this. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny when he was saying it, but yeah, with this cigar, this, you get a lot more of that fruity, and uh, floral notes out of it. It's kind of weird. A lot of the, uh, like the sweet butterscotch and whatnot, uh, dissipates, and a lot of like that pepper and fruitiness comes out.
2: Yeah, I was picking up some like almost cherry notes on the whiskey, yeah. um, immediately after sipping after puffing on the cigar. Uh, it definitely brought forward some different notes. Um, you know, overall, it's yeah it's a complex whiskey I, I really like what they're doing um and this this one at 126 proof i mean it definitely lets you know you're drinking um it's got a nice <laughs> it's got a nice finish it's hot it's a nice hot finish i mean not hot, city, yeah. so. i'm also sitting yep. outside where it's extremely hot and it's warm up on <laughs> me too but um but yeah no you got a nice a nice peppery burn on your tongue uh for the finish but it's not harsh it's not overwhelming oh. Um, uh, it's it's definitely good and, I think um, I believe if I'm correct, they're still sourcing from Midwest Spirits right in your neck of the woods, Randy. Um, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think for right now, that's
2: yeah. For right now, I think yeah. I think they're distilling their own. I saw some rums and some vodkas, and they're moving towards distilling their own whiskeys too. I think that's nice. what new location has to offer yeah. also. Um, but yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's a growing brand. It's it's some. It's one of those growing brands that need to be supported so that they can get off. You know. Get up yeah, where the big boys are at, and because um, they're doing some good stuff, whether they're sourcing or not, they're picking good. They're picking good whiskey to put in a barrel, and they're doing it the right way. So uh, I, I'm all I'm all for them. I'm right there behind them. Nice. Hell they yeah. also have
3: a, a taste a tasting room down in uh St. Pete, Florida. Um, it, it's more of like a bar or restaurant. They have their their three standard offerings, and then I'm sure they have the uh was that the Commander Select uh on yeah. the shelf, and then whatever 13 15 year single barrels they got but they also have the buffalo traces the maker's market it's, it's a bar and it, it's a cool little experience there and they it, obviously there's some stills but it it's all centered around that um yeah it's, it's a cool little place if you're down that area
0: so I definitely get the um uh, the sweet notes that you guys were talking about the cigar and the whiskey um It's weird because I get like a Fruity Pebble type. And then below that is a smooth, leathery, like a smooth, yeah. And and then just a slight hint of brown sugar on the back end of that. So they they do complement each other well, which is strange because this is a, a Maduro and you would expect it to have a stronger flavor than it does by itself, but, um, they, they do, um, pair well with each other. And, uh, through it's, our experiments, it's a on great pairing show, when it's not 95
3: degrees outside. Yeah, I bet it is.
0: <laughs> uh, through, through the experiments that we've done on this show, we've come to find out that I'm, so I'm, I'm a big fan of high proof whiskey, rare steak, black coffee, strong cigar, you know, strong flavors. And we've come to find out that a, a medium, strength cigar pairs a little better with the higher strength whiskey but these two are really working really well together so very pleased with the pairing thank you for the cigar jerry thank you for the suggestion randy thank you for the whiskey jerry <laughs> um
3: yeah, yeah. so we're, we're smoking the rocky patel freedom maduro Indeed. Um, from what i've seen it is a jr cigars exclusive um they have a, they have this Maduro. They have just a regular Freedom, which is a just a natural uh, tobacco. Then they also have a Connecticut, uh, but it's all Nicaraguan uh, Raptor binder, filler origin. They say it's a medium full uh, stick, but it's to me, it's a little bit. At least the first half is a little bit more medium, and then once you get past that halfway mark. It definitely picks up a little bit. Um, But it's a a good little cigar.
0: The only issue that I've had with it thus far is keeping it lit, but not a big deal because I can set it down and be assured that it's not going to burn up while it's sitting there. Um, It'll go out. I can pick it back up in a couple minutes, relight it, good to go. Burning nice and even. The draw on it, it it's got a it's got an easy draw it's not real hard to to pull so good cigar good cigar
2: yeah it's got a good good draw um i'm having a little issues with uneven burn um but uh other than that i mean it smokes well it's got good earthy to, earthy flavors to it and a little bit of cocoa a little bit of spice um it's definitely not a mild cigar um so like you're saying it's kind of Surprising how well it goes with 126 proof whiskey, but um it definitely does works well together, even sitting out in ninety-five degree heat. Um (laughs) you know, it's it's definitely I like this cigar. It's the first time I think I've had this one from this Freedom line. Um, from what I researched, this this is the third version of the Rocky Patel Freedom brand. Um, I guess it goes back about ten years when we started the brand and the third version from what I could talk if you're wrong on that going back to 2012 it looks like um, and um, I guess he's it, from what I could tell it's, he started this line and they were named to reflect the industry-wide fight against high taxation and regulation of premium cigars so gotta get behind that sir yeah
3: it was it has he wanted it for that but he also wanted it for uh, the service members. You wanted to obviously you're a cigar company you want to screw those taxes and whatnot but you also wanted to uh pay homage to the men and women overseas that are letting him do what he wants to do and and get these cigars out to to us so it's a i thought it was a, a fitting cigar for this episode
0: absolutely especially considering our guest and his and uh service <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and Not I forgot to, to mention
1: earlier, but... smoke anymore. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. When I got back from Saudi Arabia, it was it was really weird. After a couple, of years, you get a weird hack. Just and I was just like, what's going on here? So, at one point in time, I'd kind of stopped drinking and smoking at the same time because when I was drinking, I had to smoke. Just because it kind of went together. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I was just like, ugh, it was terrible, man. I'm just like, can we send us to, like, Tahiti or (laughs) somewhere like that, please? Because fighting all these places where it's just sand and ass is terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, uh... I
3: forgot forgot to mention earlier, Paul knocked it on the head. They say uh, it's a rich cigar with dark tobacco flavors. Uh, bittersweet chocolate, earthy roasted nuts, black pepper, and espresso. Um so Paul nailed it.
0: I can definitely see the espresso for sure and dark chocolate one hundred percent so but um, let's move on to the beer product, guys. Um, this this uh, was recommended by Randy as well um i had never heard of this product but i am extremely pleased with it uh oh yeah the first thing that i ordered was the oil and this is the winter scent and with that came a sample of their irish clover and i liked it so much that i bought the actual the whole tin and with uh, that With that came a sample of the daddy, um, beard balm. So, um, we're talking about dirty Irish who we've already mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, I believe it was Randy that mentioned them veteran owned. So, um, always to, you know, make sure to check them out. Um, we're, we're big supporters of anything veteran owned, but, um, this Irish clover is one of the best smelling things that I have ever put into my beard. It is fantastic. It smells so good. Um, the oil, the oil, I won't go with this scent again, but that's just me. Um, the oil itself though is great. It went into my beard very well. It, it, it's, it's not coming off on my hands. Um, it's the oil I've used today. Um, it does feel softer i've got a lot of control because i did use the i used the daddy sample that they sent me um of the the beard balm but uh i'm very pleased it's reasonably reasonably priced um good stuff good recommendation randy yeah. thank you
1: yeah no worries man they have uh they have a lot of cool stuff in their line they have like a tattoo balm as well hmm. um they have he started doing shirts and everything, which I didn't wear. I wore my horse soldier bourbon shirt today, so I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> my wife was like, "Why do you have so many t-shirts?" I was like, "I don't know because I can't find half of them when I'm looking for them." So I <laughs> put horse soldier on. That's where we're going at it. Yeah, my favorite scent from theirs so far from the Dirty Irish is the earth, and that uh, the clover. They're both fantastic. Yeah, that's, and that's even fantastic. when it's when it's this hot it keeps it mostly under control because humidity yeah. is a killer so
2: yeah i have the um the daddy um oil is the name of it and it's um, cherry tobacco clove pink peppercorn and vanilla bourbon in the sense they say you should get from it um i pick up a lot of those it's a it's a good smelling oil um it's not overpowering but you know it's there um yeah I've said before i was swimming most of the day with my kid and took a quick shower and <laughs> Put some of the daddy back in, and yeah, I mean it's great. I mean I'm sitting out in high humidity heat right now, and beard soft, um, yeah, coming off nice. of my hands. It's got a good scent to it. Um, they have a number of scents, like uh, Adam said, the winter, which is Siberian fur, fireplace embers, and sweet orange. Uh, in addition to the earth, a dark, and an Irish clover, which is the sample that I got of their um, wax, and that's a uh, oatmeal stout clove and a splash of morning dew um but that doesn't give it justice because that's a a fantastic scent to this so much more there than that yeah yeah absolutely yeah all their products are natural i mean nothing in these other than sunflower oil argon coconut oil jojoba beeswax Uh, i mean it's all natural no crazy chemicals that you're going to worry about everything comes in tin or in glass which i like to see no plastics um yeah. So far, I mean, this is my first time using these. I've been using this one for about a week um, since you got, you told us about them, and I've been very pleased with them. Um, nice. great yeah. Great website. Like you said, they sell some stuff for tattoos. They got a, a three in one, like straightening comb, lots of cool hair. Yep. Um, just a good website overall. I know they're doing a starter kit combo right now, which for anybody new to them should check out. It's like a 60 or $70 bundle for like 40 bucks. Comes with, a beard balm, an oil, tattoo balm, and some other stuff they throw in. Uh, just oh, a great that's company, nice. yeah, it's a great company. From what I can tell, like I said, I'm new to them, but their website's real cool. Um, they got a cool like uh, mission statement, all about like warrior and American pride. Um, I saw one of their shirts is really cool. It had like just a bunch of words like faith, honor, duty, you know, all listed in the yeah. row. It's a row. Yeah, just um. It's definitely another one of those companies that you want to support. Um, you can find them at www.dirtyirishbrand.com online and at irish underscore brand on Instagram. Um, I definitely think you should check these guys out. Great products. Seems like a great company so far. I'll definitely be buying from them again.
3: Sweet. Yeah, I went with the uh, the Dark, um, which is notes of lime, rose, and a woody base. Uh, it's also mixed with comforting fragrances of fireplace embers and cedar leather um has a nice little um I don't want to say like a cologne scent to it but it has a little bit of something similar to that um down here in Florida the humidity is 10,000 percent um and then I also work indoors with with HVAC so I'm going from high humidity to low humidity back and forth so um finding a a product that actually helps keep it when i'm going back and forth and this thing this stuff does work and i might have to throw a little bit in after work because humidity and all that stuff does wonders but um smells great i got a sample of of the daddy uh balm to go with it and uh pairing those two together isn't the greatest smell um so, but I do like how the balm isn't like a wax. It's not like a heavy in your beard, especially when you're sweating. Um, so I'll definitely be going back on getting the oil of the dark and probably that uh, that clover one. because That was the original one that I was looking at. And then I was contemplating between that and the dark and I went with the dark. So I'll probably end up getting both of those. But I'm a big fan and it's twenty dollars for the, the vial. And I didn't notice it until it came in. It's $20 for a two ounce bottle versus a one ounce bottle. So yep. um, I put it up there next to all the other oils and it was like standing head over all the other ones. And I was like, that's weird. And then I it said two ounces on it. So definitely a good, uh, good value with that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one of the things about it, I don't know if anybody touched on it or not, but these are all natural ingredients. That's something that we, try to stick to on this show none of us are a fan of the things that you can't pronounce um so (laughs) this winter oil jojoba oil coconut oil argan oil sunflower oil and then custom essential oil blend the uh the irish clover is beeswax kokum butter argan oil sunflower oil and then custom essential oil blend um and i'm willing to bet the the daddy wax or the, the daddy balm that I have upstairs is exactly the same. Um, like we said, uh, veteran owned all natural priced, right? You can't really go wrong. So great recommendation, Randy. We really appreciate then, it. How long have you been using this?
1: Uh, since this is about a year ago when I got in with them and uh, with him starting up, uh, I'm trying to work with him to do like a, a flip out comb. Okay. I'll you know, have his brand on the side of it. And one of the wooden combs, right? You yeah. Know, I, you know, no plastics, no nothing like that. So we're, we're close, but I told him, I was like, when you're ready, you you get with me and we're going to make that work.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And the shipping
3: was, was insane. Um, I had to go back and look I ordered it Tuesday night at 8 30 about 8 30 uh, Wednesday morning I woke up to an email saying it's been shipped and I picked it up out on mailbox Friday afternoon after work yeah so that's awesome um, real quick Very shipping fast. definitely a good turnaround Um, and it adds it, it that's one of the things I love about companies I do that because in Florida or anywhere at this point because he um, I didn't know I was getting this balm sample, but you order balm or butter or wax or something that sitting in your mailbox for <laughs> four hours while you're at work, it becomes liquid. You got to throw it in your refrigerator. Hopefully you don't spill it, taking it out. So, um, so that quick shipping helps mitigate that slightly. It was still a little liquidy, but throw it in the refrigerator for an hour or two and it's back to normal consistency. So that's always a, good, a plus.
0: All right, so now we're going to move on to this pours on me. Uh, this week, the pour was on me. Uh, I sent samples of a Russell's Reserve pick that I was lucky enough to be able to pick. Um, This comes in at 110 proof and was picked with Coliseum liquors here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, The previous owner was nice enough to let me help pick this. And this was during COVID. So we didn't actually get to go to the distillery. They sent the samples um, to his store and we picked the one that we liked the best uh this one is a rickhouse g single barrel um the tater sticker looks like a google uh, search page um and that's that's pretty much all there is to it it's a you know it's a it's it's a wild turkey product so uh you can't really go wrong with wild turkey products um i've heard a lot of people talk shit about Russell's reserve and I got to tell them that they're wrong because, uh, (laughs) those, those Russell boys know what the fuck they're doing and that's all there is to it. Uh, unfortunately I did not provide Randy with the sample. However, I will remedy that. Um, but Randy, (laughs) Randy, what are you drinking over there for your,
1: uh, I actually just refill with uh some more of the horse horse soldier that I okay. have okay. in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's dive into this. Uh so first off, you know, I am biased, but the color on this is fucking ridiculous. It's mahogany. You know, it's not even it's not even like it's it's beyond dark. It is fucking it's beautiful. The nose is exactly what you would expect from wild turkey. Lots of pepper on the nose, leather, brown sugar, vanilla, a little bit of citrus. Let's go ahead and, and, and have a little taste there, gentlemen. Yeah, that brown sugar comes through on the nose big time. You sent it to
2: me in a um, you know, an amber bottle, so I couldn't tell the color really until I poured it, and I was kind of... Taken back by how dark it was too. Um, on the palate, it's just it's. I mean, it's cake in a glass. I mean, indeed, it's that beautiful wild turkey, like bready, sweet, brown sugar. I mean, just like this is you know we're going to another planet. This is
0: what you can tell somebody. This is what bourbon's supposed to taste like. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, almost a full nine years old um distilled on 11/18 11, 11 and dumped on October 27th 2020 and then bottled 3 days later no 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 I'm sorry bottled November 30th 2020 so bottled a full month and 2 days later um it is so wild turkey was my fa- my first love when it came to I I drank a lot of Jim Beam um, because you know when I was younger and I couldn't purchase it for myself, um, that's what people were going out and buying, and so that's what I was drinking because they had it, and I got real sick on Jim Beam White Label, and it took me a long time to come back around to it. I quickly found Wild Turkey 101, and that sparked my love for higher proof whiskeys but beyond that that sparked my love for wild turkey and um wild turkey remains to this day one of my favorite distilleries and i've got i don't know 400 plus bottles in my house and um if i don't have a bottle of something produced by wild turkey then you know that i have run out within the 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 day or two previous and i haven't been to the store yet because it's going to always be so i've got this i've got a couple other russells i've got a wild turkey 101 upstairs i've always got no actually the wild turkey 101 is sitting right here next to me i've always got a bottle nice. of wild turkey 101 i've always got a bottle of something produced by wild turkey because they're consistent they're delicious they um they don't really you know they do some experimental stuff and it's always fantastic too, but they don't try to push the envelope too much because they know what works and they stick to it. So you can always bet that a wild turkey product is going to be what you expect it to be. And that's, that's, that's good, you know, good practice as far as I'm concerned when it comes to bourbon. Yeah. I'm I'm one of
3: those. I'm not, I don't dislike Russell's. Um, but if you were to put a wild Turkey product versus a Russell's in front of me, uh, almost every time I'm picking the wild Turkey, um, Russell, no, especially the Russell's picks. They, some of them, there's just something in it that doesn't sit right with my palate. Um, this has a little bit of that, but it's on the palate. it's, It's like Paul said, it's, it's vanilla frosting, um, with that cinnamon spice with it. Um, this might be, not to toot your horn, Adam, this might be one of the best, if not the best,
0: Russell's pick I've tried. Hoot too. <laughs> I think the cigar is probably helping bring out that vanilla, honestly, because I just probably. hit the cigar and then took a drink, and I really, it was, like you said, vanilla frosting. And, Randy, like I said a couple times already, I'm going to get you a sample of this. Um, this is... This is all there is. The other, right the other on. No worries, up, man. But uh I'm I'm going to get you some of that because it's it's pretty fucking tasty. I'm pretty proud of it. Um so um yeah, good shit. That was a lot of fun. Um just hanging out in the liquor store during COVID when you weren't even supposed to be inside a liquor store at that time, right? right. And um uh he 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 wouldn't let everybody in. It was it was the coolest relationship I've ever had with a liquor store owner. We Oh, he owned two stores that were less than a mile apart and I went to one of them looking for something. I don't remember what it was. But the guy at the counter called down to the other store where he always was cuz that was his that that store was his baby. He owned three, but that store was his baby. And um and it was cool because that liquor store was on campus at UK. And so that's where all the oh. dumb poor college kids went that couldn't afford the good shit. So they would buy the, the shitty, you know, the, the Wheatley vodkas and the heaven Hill vodkas and these types of things. (laughs) And he would have all kinds of really good shit. And it got to the point where he would just, I'd come in and he'd say, just go back there and look. And he'd send me into his, into the back room where he kept all his allocated shit in boxes. And I had free reign. I just go in there and pick out what I wanted And he would sell it to me at retail price. Um, The only thing he ever oversold to me was a bottle of George T. Stagg. And he brought that from his personal collection and sold that to me for 200 bucks. And I was, I I, he told me that he had it. I had no idea what the price was. I went down there. He told me 200. I didn't bat an eye. I handed it in my card and I skipped all the (laughs) way to my (laughs) card. I was happy as fuck. (laughs)
2: $200 for
0: a bottle of George T. Stagg is 100% uh um uh, that that's a good price so anyway um it was an awesome relationship that i had with this man i he doesn't own the store anymore like i said but we still talk on facebook every now and again um you know we talk about getting together um he's just a really nice person his wife was a really nice person i've not met his daughters um his name is sharish patel um so um if he's listening Thank you, Sharish, for everything you ever did for me. His daughters, one of them lives in Memphis, and she's a physician. And the other one, I don't know that much about, um, simply because I I just never asked. Um, I I believe she's got some children. I can't remember where she lives. Anyway, um, he doesn't own the store anymore, and that really sucked. Um, The turning point for him was when, on his birthday, some asshole went in. And was kind of milling around the store. And then all of a sudden just left without buying anything. And somebody walked up to him and said, hey, that guy's stole a bottle. And he ran out, this guy. He was late 50s, early 60s. And he jumped in the passenger window of this guy's car and fought him off. The guy was trying to hit him in the head with with the bottle that he was trying to steal. And he, he wrestled that bottle away from that dude and um got out of the car and the guy drove away when i went in and saw him his eye in the sclera, the white part of his eye was the color of jerry's shirt and um from from just the the beating that he took from this dude but um he got that bottle back that dude didn't ride he wasn't he wasn't taking it he wasn't gonna take it and you know i see a lot of videos now where there's store owners people just walking in and taking off the shit and they're just letting it happen especially in, like, California and shit, and that pisses me off, but he was not going to take, and this was before all this bullshit started happening, this was a couple years ago, but he was not going to take it sitting down, and I commend him for that, um, good for him, good on him, that's, that's, you know, uh, he, he did, he did what I would have done, um, the police scolded him, you know, that was dangerous, and you shouldn't have, well, motherfuckers, you guys, you know, the response time for a call, a 911 call is what, like, five to seven minutes or some shit this cat's already gone with my shit and you guys aren't ever going to catch him i don't think he was ever caught i i I don't know that for sure i can't say that for sure but um he wasn't caught before he sold the store um and then the funny the the i'll I'll wrap the story up pretty quick there's a a weller foolproof right there that i'm pointing at and there's one right there that i'm pointing at both of those were store picks that he did. And he sold them to me for 90 bucks, which I'm fine with. That's, that's, that's a pretty reasonable price for, for well or foolproof store picks. He did a third one and this was during COVID and then he sold the store and the picks came in after he sold the store and the new owner got those picks and marked that price up to like fucking $200 a bottle. And I laughed in his face. And then I walked out of the store. I was like, no fucking way. Like Sharish wouldn't want you doing this you're an asshole, I'm not, and that was the last time I ever went in that store. I won't, I won't go back. So, I won't go into the any, any other three, or the other two, um, which are also owned by the same person who owned two other stores. So, I guess he owns five or six now. I won't go to any of the stores for that exact reason. That's just, that's, that yeah. that's secondary market bullshit that you shouldn't get from a retail store. So. Yeah. yeah no, and <clears throat> I commend the store owner for doing that, for taking care of his business and
2: going out and um, it may be contrarian, but anybody listening—if you see somebody stealing something from the store, stop them. You know, in this day and age, it's if the cops are overwhelmed. You got—we got to take care of these small businesses. If I'm in the store and I see somebody putting a bottle in, in their pants or something like that, I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna stop that. If I get something on my record for doing so, I'm—I'm I'm totally fine with that. But that shit's yeah. not happening around me.
0: I agree 100%. It's bullshit. Uh you know folks like Randy didn't go out you know and even going back even farther my grandfathers um and even farther than that their 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 fathers anybody that's ever fought in a war or served for this country didn't fight for this country for it to devo- devolve into the current state where it is right now. It's fucking sickening don't allow people to just go in and take shit don't you know don't don't so support your veterans just you know let let's take care of the country take care of each other let's do better cuz this isn't this isn't what it is right now my my dad was you know he's a marine corps vet and he's sick to his stomach every time he fucking looks at the internet or or turns on the 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 TV and it pisses me off because he has to see that shit. He he served because he wanted to make this country better, and somehow it's gotten worse, and it's it's bullshit. So don't allow people to take from – don't allow people to take from corporations even, but definitely don't allow people to take from small business owners. Um, you know, fight back. If we fight back, they'll stop doing stupid shit. That's just all there is to it, so yeah. – um, Hats off to Sharish for this pick hats off to Sharish for um, standing up for himself. I wish he was still around. That would still be my store to go to. Um, As it is, I had to switch stores. I took Jerry to the, to the store that I go to now and, and um, it's a great store. Um, The guy does a lot with um, veterans organizations um nice. jews for booze um barrels for good um uh what what's the um uh warriors for whiskey or or something like that what's it called jerry is that is that what's called uh warriors for whiskey
3: warriors The so warriors and whiskey
0: mm hmm mm- mm-hmm. um he he does you know he he's um he's a what what's the word uh traditional jewish man um you know he he wears a yarmulke every time and he he won't um he won't cuss he doesn't believe in cursing he's he's um he's just an all-around good person um but you know he's got some beliefs that are truly rooted in his beliefs and that is commendable in and of its own because a lot of people are too afraid to do that for fear of being canceled He doesn't care and he does some of the best picks that I've ever had in my life. And he's got an awesome store, an awesome bar. Um, It's called happy hour liquor. Anybody listening in the Lexington area, please check it out. But um, yeah, there's no reason to, no reason to, to, to let these assholes just do whatever they want. This is America. We stand up for ourselves. We fight back, you know, that's what it is. So, damn it. Um, support, local, support
2: local, support small business, support veteran owned. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, everybody loves the big companies and, you know, support them too. Uh, they're putting out great stuff. No matter what product we're talking about, whether it's, you know, beer products, cigars or whiskey or anything else in your life. Um, if you got a brand, support them. I mean, I'm a, I am love Jim Beam. I, you know, they're one of the biggest brands in the world. But um, whenever I can, I try to support the local guys around me in Maryland, DC, Virginia, and um, you know I encourage everybody to do the same. You can have your staples that you go for for the big corporations, but give the local guy a try. You know, yeah, especially, absolutely. Especially for me with whiskey, I, I love to check out all the small distilleries and that pop up in the area and stuff. And some are good, some are bad, some are in between, but you know they're they're all they're all trying to make their their mark on the world, and so help them, you know, us, we, we know what we're talking about us guys on this podcast. So you give them some, give them insight. Don't, don't just, you know, kick them to the side and say, Oh, that was crap. Tell them, you know, I think you could do this. I think you could do that, you know, support them. Um, as they grow, they'll learn, they'll be better. Um, if they don't get that kind of criticism or that kind of influence, then they're not going to ever succeed. So if you find somebody local, that's not doing what you think they should or could be doing, let them know. I'm sure they're receptive to it, and uh, they just want that insight and that following to grow, and um, I think that's what we all need to be
0: doing. Absolutely. Uh, Randy, have you had the, uh, the privilege of having anything from um, Glen's Creek? um ocd number five or uh Mm -hmm. stave and barrel or um uh what what is it um can tequila no 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 i'll uh i've got some stave and barrel i'll send you some of that with this okay with this um russell's
1: okay very cool
0: i i've I've tried the OCD number five a couple different times and I wasn't a huge fan, but we went to the distillery and whatever they gave us when we were there was head and shoulders above what I'd previously had. Um, Nice. But it's, it's a, it's a small, so James Crow had a distillery here. um, You know, old Crow from old Crow fame. He had a distillery um, right up the road in Frankfurt. And when they when these guys bought the old grounds um well first of all they couldn't call it old crow because that's owned by Jim Beam um but they went in and they cultured some of the old yeast um that was still lingering around in the in the in the old vats and that's what they used for OCD number 5 but this um this distiller he's a mad genius he he he's nice. so he's he's still using a still that he made out of a beer keg. Um, like, <laughs> nice. I mean, and, and he's got, he's got some actual professional equipment, but he's got some, some stills that he does experimental shit on that. He made the stills himself. And, um, it's, it's a really cool place. And he's a really down to earth guy, kind of like Aaron, except he's a little bit, you know, they call him, uh, uh, grumpy Dave, Crank- cranky Dave. Yeah. Uh, cranky Dave, cranky Dave, um, <laughs> uh because he you know he he just he comes across he's 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 a really nice guy um but he comes across that way and i appreciate that because my wife tells me all the time that i'm you know a grump so i understand (laughs) i understand that a little bit but it's it's a really cool place they make some good shit and um nice i'll I'll have to get you a sample of that up there too yeah man of course it'd be freaking awesome man yeah it's good shit All right, well, um, that concludes another episode of Bourbon, Beards, and Belvederes. Um, As always, uh, enjoy your sticks and your whiskey responsibly. Like and follow. um, You can find all of our socials on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvederes.com. Um, you can find let, what were those what were those links again, Paul, for the, for the three products that we reviewed today? We have dirty Irish beard Company at
2: www.dirtyirishbrand.com and at dirty Irish underscore brand on Instagram. Um, the cigar we enjoyed today was, you can find information about that at www.rockypatel.com or at Rocky Patel scar on Instagram. And Horse Soldier Bourbon at www.horsesoldierbourbon.com or at Horse Soldier Bourbon on Instagram and Russell's Reserve Wild Turkey, baby. You can
0: find that anywhere. All right. So, um, on behalf of all three of us here at Bourbon Beards of Belvedere, Randy, we'd like to thank you for your service. Um, we'd like to thank all of your brothers and sisters that have served or are you know, currently serving. We'd like to thank them for their service as well. Um, thank you for uh, keeping us safe, keeping us free. Um, th- thank you. Just thank you very much.
1: Man, I appreciate you guys, man. When you said uh, you wanted me to come on this, I was like,
0: this would be fun. I was so
1: excited, man.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you've had fun. Uh, we'd like to have you. Yeah, back.
1: absolutely.
0: Um. So yeah um everybody um again enjoy your enjoy your whiskey and your sticks responsibly and cheers 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 guys and Belvederes is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Fairseer. Editing by Adam Bolden, music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeersandbelvederes.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers!